folks. Welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose Podcast. I hope this has found you having a beautiful, beautiful day. And if not, well, welcome. I pray that this episode is uplifting for you and just turns your day around. If you have just joined me, welcome. If you are a veteran and have listened to multiple episodes, I just truly, truly want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting this podcast and just for being such an encouragement for me as well. I truly appreciate you. And I just hope that you can stay and become a part of this community. If you have not signed up for the newsletter, go ahead and head to DesireeSigfried.com and um, sign up, subscribe so that you can stay updated and also just stay, stay in the know with all upcoming episodes. Also, I wanted to share my new project, which is Prayer Doves, and it's Pray It Forward prayer cards so that you can fill it out and send it to your friends and family to bless them and, and encourage them to then send out their own prayer cards so that it creates a prayer chain across the world. I would be so honored if you joined me in this. Um, just head to prayerdoves.com to start downloading your prayer cards. Well, today on the podcast, I have the most beautiful human being, Sarah Rose Summers. She was crowned Miss USA of 2018 and went on to um, Miss Universe competition. And she's just a lovely human. I was I had the opportunity of actually meeting her before she was getting married to her college sweetheart. And we discussed, you know, doing a dress, but she ended up finding one with her mother. But regardless, we met in Bridal Fashion Week and she's just lovely. I don't know how else to describe her except God has really used her in the position that she is to touch young women and to really reach the hearts of young women and women in general. But she does have a passion for um, the younger girls. And I am so excited to have you here today as we talk about her journey in pageants um, growing up, and also how that shifted when she became a Christian, as well as when she met her husband. And just we discuss identity, worth, and truly, you know, who God has called us to be and really discovering ourselves in that. So welcome, be blessed today, and enjoy. All right, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. I'm so, so, so uh, excited to have you. And I've been wanting to connect for a while, ever since, you know, yes. your wedding and everything else. Oh my goodness. Yes, I'm so grateful. It's so cool how we, you know, kind of connected virtually and then we're able to meet up at Bridal Fashion Week in New York. And now this way is so cool. Yeah, so to give everyone a little bit more of a background, Sarah was crowned... Well, first you were Miss Nebraska, right? For yes. Miss USA of 2018. Yes. And then you won. Pretty yeah. crazy still. <laughs> and you were crowned Miss USA 2018 and went on to Miss Universe 2018. So what a whirlwind. I want to talk a little bit more about your, um, your background in pageants and how all of that came to be. You know, did it always, did you always want to even when you were little? So how it all started was I was super shy as a little girl. Um, we moved when I was in the second grade and I think I faked sick every single day of the second grade because I did not want to go to a new school and, you know, held on to my mom when she would try to take me to dance lessons and all these things. Aww. But for whatever reason, we got a postcard in the mail for a pageant system called National American Miss and it still is up and running and thriving today. 12 and under can't wear any makeup. I was 10 years old and I thought the postcard looked so fun. All these girls in their matching t-shirts and they looked like they were having a blast. And I said, oh, I want to do this. And my mom was like, what? This is a pageant. <laughs> Coming from a shy girl, you're like, your mom. Right. But also in the Midwest, pageantry is not big. So my family had zero experience or knowledge of it whatsoever. So they thought it sounded really strange. Um, <laughs> and I brought it up again, I think a couple weeks later, I don't remember all the nitty gritty details, but yeah. this is how my mom tells the story. Totally. And she said, okay, fine. Ask your dad. I asked my dad. He said, um, not sure, but I mean, if you want to, okay. So I went, I competed in Nebraska in the preteen division with 60 some other girls, which is so cool. Wow. Um, that's a lot for just one region. Wait, or national Nebraska. For mm -hmm. just Nebraska. Wow. Right. 
I know. I was surprised as well. I guess um, everyone maybe, else got those flyers. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Exactly. They had good marketing that year for sure. Um, so I made friends and one of the girls was out in Western Nebraska and I thought it was the neatest thing that I had friends that were living further away. You know, I'd never really had any opportunity to make friends outside of just my school and activities. Um, and I really broke out of my shell. I didn't place at all. Didn't make top 15 anything, but Mm -hmm. I had fun. And I mean, literally I like cried in my interview. I, yes. So they have you fill out, obviously with the help of your parents at that age, a little bio before you go in and it asks, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? What are your favorite colors? What are your hobbies? What's your favorite food? And I wrote green grapes as my favorite food. That's adorable. And then for a 10 year old, they asked me, well, I see your favorite food is green grapes. Why not the purple ones? And I was mortified. I said, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I don't like the purple ones. I just love the green ones. Oh gosh. Which looking back, that judge just didn't know what else to ask. They didn't know what else to ask, but that's hilarious because yeah, your your mind's like, well, I I don't know. Did I get it right? You know, like (laughs) exactly. Was that the wrong answer? Oh my goodness. Right. I was so young and had zero coaching or pageant experience. And so, uh, went back the next year though, and placed fourth runner up. So not only did I make, yeah, I really, really broke out of my shell. And, um, I think just having some sort of awareness from the year prior was helpful. And then I got first runner up and then I had to bump up in age division. Wow. So I got second runner up the next Good year, which was you. kind of hard. Um, yeah, from when you from, went first to, sounds like it built up a lot of confidence. Built up at a such ton. a young age. Yes. And that's why I do support pageantry. I think it is important that you strategically select which type and knowledgeably select which one you're competing in. Um, but it's really cool speaking experience, interview experience at such a young age. I remember graduating high school and people were freaking out about, you know, making a resume and having interviews for jobs in colleges. And I was like, Oh, I've done all this for years now. So yeah. And it taught me how to lose. I was going to ask you that because competition is such a big deal. Like, Mm -hmm. And then, as you mentioned, you got first, but then it was really hard to like get second. So how, how did you navigate that at such a young age? Because I feel like that's kind of for, for no matter what age you are and no matter what competition you're in, like whether it's sports or pageantry, it's, it's hard to handle. Exactly. And I think it was really helpful for me because it prepared me for now I am a certified child life specialist. I'm not practicing at the moment, but oh, it took me... That. I probably interviewed for 20 different clinical rotations because it's so competitive across the country. And without the prior, um, I don't want to say failures, but doors closed, I wouldn't have probably been able to cope with that and handle it as well as I had to. Um, And so pageantry, I think, is super helpful for a multitude of reasons. But one of those is learning how to lose with grace. Because I mean, realistically, by the time I stepped onto that Miss USA stage, I recognized the fact that all 50 of us were super worthy of having the title. Of course, we'd all already won our states. And I looked around, everyone was obviously gorgeous, intelligent, had all their different causes that they were really passionate about and thought, okay, Thank goodness I'm not a judge. Whoever's job this is, good luck. But I will be content with the fact that whoever wins is meant to win. Um, yeah. And you but, just can't go in with a super critical mindset of yourself. It wouldn't be healthy. Yeah, which I feel like is really hard. And there's a lot of negativity, I feel like, that surrounds pageantry from people who are not aware of it or in it or mm-hmm. just think it's about body and looks, which there is a lot of emphasis on beauty and on outward appearance. So how did you handle that? And like, was it, did you feel that pressure to have it all together physically? And, you know, well, because of my prior pageant experience, I competed in Miss Teen USA when I was a junior in high school. And that was my first pageant that I'd really say did have an emphasis on exterior. Um, because you know, the one when I was little was all about no makeup. There's no substitute competition. Which I really love that because I guess I didn't even realize that existed. 
I thought, right. you know, you only see what you see on like TV or like. Exactly. And those exactly. little girls have like full makeup. So I, I mm-hmm. didn't like that they, they did it where it was no makeup. I love that. Exactly. It's, it is really beneficial. And I still point people to that system a lot, especially for shy little ones. Yeah. It's very helpful. Uh, but when I was a junior in high school, I competed in Miss Teen USA. And that was the first time I was really like, I mean, I had a sponsored fitness instructor and personal trainer and all these things. And I would say that because I was so young, I couldn't discern the difference between suggestions and like stern. So there's a lot of gray in life and in competition. And I viewed everything as very black and white because if I had a sponsor, I looked at it as okay, well, these people have succeeded in the past with these sponsors. So whatever they tell me to do, I'm going to do. And I had a very unhealthy relationship with my diet plan. I was past the point of dedicated to obsessed. So after Teen USA, I knew that down the road, I wanted to, after college, compete at Miss USA as Nebraska. That was my goal. It was never my goal to win in a million years. That's crazy. Um, but I wanted to be able to have a healthy relationship with food and fitness before I took that stage because as a title holder, yeah. I love that. But how did you, how did you recognize that though? Because I feel like so often when you get into the kind of obsessive compulsive with diet, Mm -hmm. how do you actually see it from a different perspective? Because when you're in it, it's hard to see that because you think it's normal. It becomes your normal. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, I feel like I had like a, three months. <laughs> it was just like really short lived moment where I mm-hmm. started to feel that compulsion. And then, you know, obviously that didn't last, but how for you, since it was so emphasized overcome it? Well, so after Miss Teen USA, I tried to just go back to eating as any other junior in high school would. <laughs> and my body didn't react like it used to because it was, it had been accustomed to what that diet plan was. And so I did seek some help um, from the dietitian and was like, okay, I feel like I should have had some sort of post plan to, you know, all these things. I just wasn't aware. Um, but then looking back, I realized how hurt I was because I had given up so much. Um, you know, I hadn't been social with my friends. I hadn't like eaten all the things, you know? Um, and looking back, I, I realized, you know, and I didn't place at Miss Teen USA. I think that's important to note. So I was really disappointed and thought, oh my gosh, I gave up so much. And the outcome probably would have been the same, if not better, because I was so obsessive and stressed about it. So I didn't notice it in the moment, like you're asking, but looking back at it a couple of months later and with the help of my family and friends who said, okay, can we reflect on this situation for a while? I knew that it was not a healthy experience, but that my goal one day was to compete at Miss USA. And I wanted to, because you're stepping up there with the title as a, as a role model. Yeah. And I wanted to actually be an attainable role model. <laughs> I wasn't going to. I gonna... think that's, that's fabulous. Cause I don't think every woman that goes up there would say that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so that was definitely the platform that I wanted to stand on as I am an actually attainable lifestyle role model for women my age, younger, older, whatever it may be. And what that looked like for me, I remember a lot of interviews surrounding Miss USA were like, oh my gosh, what's your diet like to prepare? And I said, you know what? I am not um, depriving myself of anything because that's not mentally healthy for me. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. It's not healthy for anyone. No. I mean, when I competed in Teen USA, I think I was supposed to have like 12 almonds at 930 at night or something. I mean, I'm telling you, I could recite the whole thing to you. And this is like 10 years later. But then um, if I had, say, 15 or if I had some chocolate covered almonds, I'd go to sleep thinking about it. And And you would maybe like shame. Like, oh, no. Why did I do that? Right. Exactly. And so... Going to Miss USA, I didn't do that at all. I mean, when we were in Shreveport, Louisiana, oddly enough, that's where Miss USA was held the year that I won. (laughs) Very strange. Um, They had, you know, the Southern home cooking and were there for a couple weeks. And I, you know, had whatever they fed us. And And you were probably the happiest person up there. 
Right. Because my, my thoughts were the chances of me winning are one in 50. And so I might as well enjoy this experience, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And looking back, it worked. So yeah, it actually (laughs) did. And it probably was because you weren't anticipating it or you weren't stressing to Mm -hmm. win. You were just, you were just happy to be there and happy to be a role model. Oh, I think that's fantastic. So the moment that you did win, (laughs) what was going through your mind? Oh, goodness. So it's funny because you're obviously Bachelor Nation. Yeah. So I was one and two with Kaylin Miller Keys. Oh, yeah. And we had um, become close friends prior. And it was really, really a unique moment because one and two, they prolong it forever. You know, it was Nick and oh, Van- yeah. Vanessa Lachey. They're like, so if the winner can't do these duties and blah, blah, yeah. and just <laughs> all the suspense. We were one and two. And, um, it was just such a unique experience because we were like, okay, come on with it now. Like whoever wins, we're going vin- to visit the other one in New York. And this is just so, so unique and genuinely meant it too. Like I won. And then the next weekend, Kaylin came up and spent my first weekend in New York with me and took oh, the subway for the first time together. Oh, and, I love that. You know, it was great. So not even just from winning, it's like you, you built friendships and oh, yeah. those type of That's so great. Absolutely. And never in a million years did I think that I would live in New York City. Um, (laughs) I know, right? Nebraska to New York. Mm -hmm. I went to college in Texas and I do think Dallas was a really good transition city. I think everything happens for a reason. And so that was, that was great that um, the Lord placed me there. I was like, okay, get used to this traffic because down the road, you're going to New York City. (laughs) That's so great. He always prepares us, right? For what's Amen. So how did, since this, you know, podcast is faith-based and heart, living with a heart of purpose, how did you like going through pageantry and going through those type of competitions, um, how did faith really kind of help you through? It was everything. I mean, in order to not place your identity in these false places, like in a title or a crown, if you will, um, or not losing. I think faith was and is everything in no matter what track of life you're in. So in competition, in marriage, whatever it may be. So in pageant life, it was super important so that I didn't place my identity in false places like in losing or in the title if I did win. I mean, um, that's so, so important. And I knew that whatever plan he had from the womb for me was going to prevail. and. It's so amazing to look back because I know I've already said this, but I never, ever would have anticipated that I would have won, been the first Miss USA from Nebraska, but plans are better for us than even like our wildest dreams. And I know that's such a cliche, but it's also so true. It's so true. It's so true. I feel like a lot of your story and my story are very parallel a little bit because I never watched the show. I never anticipated I never desired to even be center of attention. Like that's like the last thing I ever wanted. But you know, you, I think when you do trust God, like he opens the doors that are necessary for your life and he has a bigger plan than we ever could imagine. Mm -hmm. And I love that you took those doors and you have, you know, you've shined his light on the platform that he's giving you as well with your podcast and more than a crown, which I love. And Uh, I love that you're putting out positivity in, I guess, in the world of pageantry as well, because I don't, I didn't know much about it except for what I watched as a young girl. And so I like hearing more about it. And I love that the message is that you are more than a crown. So Mm -hmm. what inspires you to really start the podcast and keep that message going? Oh gosh. Thank you for that question. I, uh, one thing that a lot of people don't know about is yes. When I won my life completely flipped upside down and backwards. And I went from being a certified child life specialist. I had just completed my clinicals and taken my certification exam to moving to New York city in a high rise South of central park. Like that was amazing and crazy. But one thing that we don't talk about because it's not as glamorous is how it just kind of unhappens just the same. So one of the prior yeah, that's USA. crazy. I mean, because it really is only 365 days, which goes by mm-hmm. in a flash. 
Right. And then it's the next young woman's turn. And one of my former Miss USA's told me, and it's actually so funny, the analogy, they pick you up when you win in a limo and then you leave in your own Uber. <laughs> yeah. So that sounds like the bachelor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So relatable for so sure. Funny. That is. Ugh. So it was just really interesting to, you know, hand my life over and then take it back and be like, okay, well now what do I do? Do I go back to working in hospitals and essentially act like this year never happened? Um, obviously I want to utilize some of these connections, the following on social media for my future, but there's no rule book. There's no guidance at all. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I know you can relate to that for sure. And making sure that you have the discernment to get the right people in your corner afterwards. Um, I am one that definitely trusts until proven otherwise. And so I feel like I can definitely be, um, not used and abused, but you, know, um, you just have to be cautious. Was, gosh, the more we talk, I'm like, are we the same person? Um, same thing. And I feel like for the first year after the show, I was just, I felt down because I felt like everyone just wanted to use me and I was just so nice and so open and available that it broke me down because I, it's like, you don't know what to do. So you're thinking, oh, wait, well, all these doors or all these people are, it must be like a good thing. And then you realize really quickly, like every yes is not a best yes or God's yes. And so how did you kind of navigate the That's so coming good. off of it? I'd love to tell you that I have a algorithm, but honestly, I'm still figuring it out. And I think that's important to note and to be honest about. So I crowned the the last Miss USA last May. And so at this point, without the pandemic, the next one would currently be, but she actually still is. Um, So it has not been that long. And then right after that, we were planning a wedding, got married. Yeah, all of those things. Yeah, Connor moved in for the first time with me. We lived together in New York and then the pandemic hit. And so I really went from going a hundred miles an hour to like zero. And it's normal to go from a hundred miles an hour as Miss USA to about 50 miles Mm -hmm. an hour after, but pandemic definitely put a different type of halt on things. Um, but it was really important for me to continue to remind myself that I'm more than that one year. I'm more than the title of Miss USA. It is amazing. The opportunities that that year brought me and continue to, and the lessons that I learned. I have so much more life to live and we all do. So another point that was really important in me launching the podcast was, I think social media is awesome, um, but there's only so much you can do to truly speak into your audience through a caption or a post. And so I wanted to continue to be able to use my voice and the voice of other inspiring women to inspire listeners that wanted to listen and learn. And so um, that being said, I did take a bit of a hiatus during the pandemic because I was really navigating that. Um, I just launched back up this week. Uh, so funny. Because I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I felt it's a lot. And I felt like I had no motivation. I mean, background for listeners, Connor and I moved to New York City. And then in March, when the state of emergency was declared, we moved, we, we didn't for about two weeks is what we planned on. And then end of April came around and we were like, oh shoot, our lease is up. So long story short, put our stuff in storage in New York and had been living in Nebraska with my parents, (laughs) (laughs) which was never our plan for newlywed life. Um, But I've just lacked motivation. I felt kind of mushy and I'm like, I can't get on a podcast and try to motivate and inspire if I'm not motivated. Oh my God. I would be like a fraud. Same girl, same. I like... I think it's also just everything going on in the world. And like, Mm -hmm. there was just so much to take in that I'm with you. I had to take a break and I had to kind of, I love that you keep mentioning discernment because that's something that this year has really brought to my attention that we all need to really be aware of and also like pray for, like we need discernment in all of our decisions we make and everything that we believe and with so much out there right now like it is probably the most important thing to be aware of and 
but like you, like I just am coming back this week and it's just, I feel more alive because I took a break. Yes. So I bet you feel and, the same too, just like more in a, in a better mindset, better headspace. And genuine. Yeah. Right. Like if I had pushed through during those low weeks and months, I would have, it wouldn't have been my true Sarah Rose sparkle self. Totally. Or the same message. It would have No. Mm-mm. And it, yeah. So I'm proud of you for taking a break yeah, too. I know. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, it can be hard. Yeah. But that's so great. I mean, you're, you're navigating so much right now because it is true. That was only 2018. That's only two years ago. I know. Which, Bonkers. And then the whole other year you're planning a wedding and then <laughs> getting into newlywed life. And then there's a pandemic. So you are still really in it. I would say, um, I mean, you're obviously far ahead than what I was, but for me, it took probably five years after the show, which is very sad to finally be at a place where I stopped allowing the busyness to affect mm. like my relationship with God and also just like where he wanted me to go. Right. Uh, so yeah, anyways, <laughs> it took a long time, but it's because yeah. I finally slowed down, whereas the pandemic is making me slow down. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Very true. Which I think that comes down to the heart. It's like you can choose or it's going to be forced upon you and it might take a little longer to come to terms with if it's forced upon you. So that's the situation right now. But um, moral of the story, a podcast is there to not only remind myself, but to remind listeners that we're more than our biggest successes like winning this crazy dream and we're more than our lowest times and biggest mistakes. Um, I I had some controversy during my years in CSA and I felt like I never struggled with putting my identity per se um, or my worth because I was a Christian and have, am a Christian. Um, But it definitely hung over me. I didn't want my legacy to be those, that like negative mistake. Um, And so that's a lot of the reason for the podcast because we're more than our best and our worst times, truly. Yes, I love that because we do have to mention the the low times too. Mm -hmm. Because I I mean, especially with what's going on too in the world, people are dealing with so much right now. It's like, it's such a great reminder to remind them like you are more than your circumstance. You are more than the struggle. You're more than what is happening right now. And then also to stay humble and you know, you're more than your new position or yes. new like blessing. So I think that's really important. I love that message and what you're mm. offering to everyone. Thank so what, you. Yeah. So how are you doing now with the pandemic and newlywed life? And <laughs> like, honestly, I mean, I can't imagine right now what that's like. We're doing better. You know, Connor and I are trying to figure it out. Um, we, we, <laughs> This is actually pretty funny. So you can either decide to leave this in here. Oh. I'm an open book or you can cut it out. But we waited until marriage. And so, nice. yeah. And so moving in with my parents, like three months <laughs> into marriage, I'd say that's the most. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't want to like unfortunate. Challenging. Part. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, but otherwise we're so, so fortunate. I mean, we live in Nebraska and so it's tornado. We have the main floor and then a half. So it's a two and a half story and they've oh. been so great. I mean, oh. given us our own space upstairs. My dad oh. gave up his office to Connor since we're all working from home. Oh my um, gosh. I mean, we're obviously saving money. No New yeah. York City rent. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's probably like just night and day from mm-hmm. what you're able to do in Nebraska. I love exactly. Nebraska. I'm from Colorado. So I, I love Nebraska. I think that's why we relate so much. Yeah. The Midwest type of Midwest. lifestyle. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. Well, what can we expect then from, from you for what's to come? <sighs> you know, oh, goodness. Well, so definitely um, keep up on social media. Things are ever changing. Connor and I are really praying through and seeking wisdom on 
our long-term plan was to end up in Dallas in about three years, you know, when we were going to settle and start talking about babies, but it's looking like with the pandemic and some job opportunities for him, like it's time for me to take the backseat and cheer him on. So we're likely heading to Dallas sooner than later. Um, So so that'll be exciting. He's from from Dallas. Yes. So I went to TCU in Fort Worth, Texas, and we met down there. And so that was always our long-term plan, but pandemic has just put a break and then a speed up on, yeah. on that situation. <laughs> so that'll be that. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Lots of transitions you know, going on. Lots of transitions, but that will be exciting. And you guys can both, you know, do your thing together side by side. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And live married life in our own place, which will be exciting. And, um, but lots of fun stuff coming up for me. It is, yeah. it's different. It's different. So do you have any other things going on besides the podcast too? So I have the podcast and I haven't really announced yet, but we'll have to talk um, later. I know. Um, I am currently working with a group and have been writing a lot. So good. (laughs) Yes. So right before the pandemic started, I was doing a lot of gearing up, it was really starting to gain traction, my speaking engagements about, you know, the Moriland concept or yeah. being open and accepting a failure and apologizing on a mistake. Um, and so I'm really passionate about those speaking opportunities. But that. obviously the pandemic has put a halt yeah. on in-person gatherings for speaking. I've done a lot of virtual conferences, which has been awesome with oh. Young Life actually in New oh York City. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Young Lives specifically, I've spoken a lot into, which is Young Life's organization for teen moms. Oh, I love that too. Yeah. And that's been really, really good because there's a lot of engagement there from teen moms that feel like that's their whole identity and worth. And they're more yeah. than, more than that. You I know? love, I love that you talk about worth a lot and like identity because I'm, honestly, I struggled with that my whole life, just even as a young girl. And, um, I think we're, we like give into the lies that are told about ourselves or like when people, you know, if my brother made fun of me, I would believe it. Or if growing up, like even in high school, you know, it's like, and then after the show, it's like, you start to like lose your identity in Christ if you're not focusing on that. And I, and honestly, in my adolescent years, I wasn't focused on that. And so I allowed these lies to enter in and really break down my identity and where I found my identity. And so not until recently would I say like, I'm full blown, like, I know who I am because of who he says I am. Mm -hmm. But like, I think that's so important because so many, especially with social media, so many young, 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 young girls, like, I wish I had an outlet because I didn't have anyone to talk to when I was struggling as a teen or struggling even younger. So like, what would you tell those young girls or what do you tell since you are doing these conferences? What Mm -hmm. do you tell these young girls? Like, especially, you know, non-believers, it's harder to find your worth and we're, we're, we're putting so much emphasis on what other people think. So how do you, Mm -hmm. what, what's your words of advice and encouragement? Two, two actual action steps that are super sound, super simple. But when I say them in a group setting, people, you can honestly see the light bulb go off and you're like, Oh good. I'm really glad that just clicked for you. So first surround yourself with the people that are going to cheer you on. And I think that's really hard, especially when we're younger, um, because I don't think we're surrounded. Obviously there's, we're not as mature. Our friends aren't as mature. Um, I don't know about you, but I dealt with mean girls just solely because of jealousy and insecurities and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I went um, but yet I wanted to be their friend so bad. Mm-hmm. And when I've been doing these speaking engagements, I realized that that is super common. And it's so sad because we should want to be surrounded by those who want to build be, us up. Yes, be around yeah. us and enjoy us and build us up. And so my advice to young women is stop trying with the friendships that aren't pouring back because you cannot pour from an empty cup. Um, okay. Yeah. Surround yourself with the supportive girl boss cheerleader friendships that you need. Um, and if you don't have that, then I would encourage them to try to get plugged into some sort of community group in a church um, yeah. in order to find it. Because in a lot of these situations, some of these like young lion in New York are like, well, 
all my friends are um, not necessarily the best influences. So where do I find that, Sarah Rose? I'm like, well, I'm so proud of you for first of all, recognizing that, but also um, giving them the advice of going to some sort of community group. And then the second piece of advice is, did you know there's comment controls on Instagram? There's what? Comment controls. Oh, for like who can comment? Actually, so yes, you can do that too. You can just block the people, which I'm also not, <laughs> not afraid of the block button. I'm not afraid of <laughs> Yeah, I'm here for that. Um, but you can actually go into social media and I would talk them through this as well and go to privacy comment controls and you can type in certain words. Um, so say you were to go comment on my page and call me like a bee and say, I don't feed. I don't want that pouring into my heart. And so if you go post it, it'll show up from your phone like you posted it, but you won't get the satisfaction of other people liking and commenting on it because oh, no one else can see it. That's and great. And so I, am, I think Instagram has a lot of places that they could do things better, but I really appreciate yeah. that they do that. That's great because mm-hmm. I think the problem is if one person starts it, everyone else feels empowered to also Which is join. Because somehow, you know, it's easier in numbers when someone else believes that. Right. It, it's terrible. I dealt with so much backlash. Like, it was very hard. I'm a highly sensitive person. So it was just, it, as much as I would say, like, uh, like, I don't care, whatever, I don't care. It's like, it starts to affect you, like, subconsciously, even. Did that, would you say that time hardened you a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And it was the first year of like, you know, being with Chris and navigating a new relationship, a new town. Like I moved to Seattle. So, right. But people don't realize, you know, understand because you're a character that they see or you're a Barbie up on stage, you know, like they don't Mm -hmm. realize like the difference, like that's what they perceive, but yet you're still a human being with a heart. Right. But also they want you to be like, they think you're this far off character, but they also want you to be perfect all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not realistic. It's not realistic. Not realistic at all. Oh, but right. I love that. I love that advice so much because yeah, young girls, we need it. We also need to be empowered to leave friendships and mm-hmm. influences that are hurting where that can be difficult too, because then you can receive some more backlash or you can receive more mean words and friendship breakups are a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think they can be just as hurtful and hard, if not more than like a relationship breakup. So you're yeah. dating for some of these young girls. Absolutely. Um, those are some of their first relationships. If you think about it in the sense of, mm-hmm. you know, those honest friendships that actually are hurting or can be toxic. Exactly. Like, gosh, I love that. I love that what you're doing and being able to be a voice to those young girls. Well, and thank you. Thank you so much. Just young girls, like to women everywhere. Uh, yes, that's my goal. Yeah. I mean, women everywhere need a little encouragement and, and to understand their worth doesn't stem from, you know, who they are, what they do, like what they do, you know, their accomplishments mm-hmm. or their failures. We uh, Exactly. What they do or what other people think of them. Yes. Absolutely. Totally. So also for girls who are interested in um, pageants and maybe pursuing that, but don't know where to start. Right. What would, you, um, what would you say? What kind of advice would you give to girls who are interested in that? Oh, goodness. So I guess my first piece of advice where I transformed the most as a Christian, um, because I didn't become a Christian Christian until my freshman year of college. Oh, so wow. my original know that. Yeah. So my original pageant days, I wasn't a believer. Um, and then I knew that I really wanted to pray through, okay, how is this going to look differently now that I am? Um, and one thing that did look so differently was just my peace. My peace was I mean, leaps and bounds different backstage. I wasn't freaking out nervous. And so a question I get a lot for girls that are just entering or veterans for years are how do you kick the nerves? Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to obviously the Lord place this goal on your heart, prepare to your best of your ability to glorify him, you know, watch the news, be up to date on current events get yourself straight, you know, (laughs) know yourself the best as possible. Um, but then when the weekend comes, 
just enjoy it and trust in the fact that the Lord made all of us perfectly us and unique, but that none of us are perfect and it's okay. Um, and so me being a Christian and trusting his promises made me less stressed, less anxious, less nervous about saying the wrong thing because chances are it's going to happen anyway, but all of the judges are also people. And so that's okay. Um, and I know that's a long winded answer, but no, I it's say a, that was literally the perfect answer because it, <laughs> it really was. I'm like, because it's, I mean, it's so true. We need to put, you know, he has our plan. He knows what's going to happen and we have to trust in that. And I love that you mentioned right. peace because peace is like the biggest thing for me. Like I have always lived with peace and people question because I'm not an anxious person. I don't really stress out. I get overwhelmed, but that's like my own thing from making myself busy. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when it comes to like anxiety, I just have like a sense of peace. And I always grant that to, to just trusting that God has the best for me. And I think that's important. What you said for people to like, that's how you kick the nerves and nerves is worry. Nerves is fear. Nerves is Mm -hmm. like, caring about what someone else is going to think. And we really just need to rest in him and his promises. And yeah, you feel that, that peace. I don't know. And that goes for not even just pageant, going on a date, uh, speaking in front of a class, whatever it may be, just trusting, prepare to the best of your ability. But then at the end of the day, we're all just imperfect people. We are so alike. This is interesting. I love it. Uh, what? So weird. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's so true. I mean, I feel like whenever you're put into a public eye or public place, like for others to view you in whatever way they want or mm-hmm. however they perceive it, it, you know, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. It's also, it's, it actually is very nice to talk with you and know that we both can relate in that sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's awesome for me to see someone who went through it obviously prior who now has a beautiful flourishing yes. family and business and you're just killing it. Oh, I know. So what's it, when are babies in store for you? Oh goodness. Okay. So yes, we're going to Dallas sooner than later, but that does not mean that I'm in the mindset to settle. So like, honestly, <laughs> Connor, it, we're 26. We're young. You're young. We're, we're, we're very young. I didn't in Texas, even have Asher till I was 30. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think it's super regional. So like in Texas, you can get, you know, ring by spring, which means for listeners who have no idea what that means, get engaged by spring of your senior year and then get married, have babies, whatever. I'm not on that mind track. (laughs) (laughs) Ring by spring. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, So yes, we're married 26, moving to Dallas sooner than anticipated, but I still, we're going to live in uptown Dallas and like a high rise, a luxury building. I love that. Or, or like a condo or something. Connor would probably, he's, a, he's in finance. So to Connor, he's like, well, let's get a house in the suburbs, you know, a mortgage. This is a smarter investment. We're not just throwing money out the door. And I'm like, babe, we're moving to Dallas sooner than I wanted, sooner than I mentally was prepared for. We got to just like oh take God. it down a notch. So probably not for a few years for the baby question. Okay. Awesome. This is but so we'll, funny we'll do a puppy soon. A puppy. Yes, absolutely. Step in that direction. Connor sounds like Chris. So it's all like so funny. (laughs) He wanted to own a house before we had babies. He wanted to make sure that we were like, and I'm just like, it all works out. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. like, whatever. Do you know your Enneagram? Are you into Enneagrams? I am, but I have to redo it because I, I did it like years and years ago. And I just actually, that's funny. Yesterday, I just found it on my phone. And Uh I don't, I don't think it'll be interesting for me to do it again. Cause I don't okay. think it's correct. Does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, it says I'm a nine. Wait, let's see. Connor's a nine. Yeah. That's can't be right. Then. No, wait, let's see. Connor. Connor is a nine, which is the peacemaker. peacemaker. Oh, I'm a seven with a nine. I'm a seven. Okay. Seven. And Connor's a, a nine. Oh, how funny. Uh-huh. What's Chris? I wonder if Chris is a nine. He hasn't done it yet, but if this I'm looking so at funny. the, I feel like he would be the, the one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Connor's a nine wing one. So I feel like he would be like totally one. 
which is like <laughs> the complete opposite. Of right. Right. Me. But I know I was like looking at my results right now, but I, I did it, it back in 2017 and I feel like so much has changed since then, but I'm definitely still a seven, which for listeners okay. is like the adventurer. I love change. I love spontaneity. I love adventure, all yes. the things. I love making new friends. Yep. 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 That's exactly it. And like super positive. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is Connor is, oh, also I'm a seven wing eight, which is the challenger. So I kind of thrive off of confrontation. I don't mind a healthy, healthy debate. Whereas Connor's a peacekeeper. Yeah. And he... Funny. Yeah. So we really balanced each other out. That's for that's sure. so great. In marriage, I found that the more different we are, the better we work together. Mm, <laughs> because mm-hmm. Chris is, we are night and day in like our, but it's so great because it's worked out, especially in parenting too. Like, right. Even with like newborns, like I'm, I've, I've got patience for days, whereas he just could not handle. And then now, but now we're in toddlers. Well, now we're like past toddler stage and I can't handle like the not picking up toys or like you're not, or like repeating the things five times without listening to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's just a champ. So it's, it's just. Oh, that's awesome. And I think it's healthy, like you said, to have such different personalities, but at the end of the day, because you have that faith in common. I feel like that would be really hard. Yeah. I think the faith part is what um, makes you know that you can surpass uh, in di- differences mm-hmm. because, you know, it's not all about the difference that you're feeling at the moment. Like I would say the first year of marriage was probably the hardest. Oh, not of marriage, but of living together because we were just okay. figuring out each other's uh, communication styles. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yes. We're very, very different. <laughs> And, yeah, anyways, I think it's important. That's healthy. It was so healthy. I learned so much about myself and he challenged me. Mm -hmm. So it was really great, but you're still in that. So that's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, just talking with like my parents and mentors and stuff, I think that's an ever growing. There's always more to learn. There is. That's so true. So true. Well, I don't want to keep you much longer. I, ah, you're I enjoyed, great. I, I enjoyed our conversation so much. Thank um, you so much. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I have one question if you're willing to yeah. answer. Of course. But, um, because we're talked about, because you mentioned it, you'd mentioned that you waited. I think it's important for girls to know that other women have, because like what, I feel like, especially now in the modern day and like social media and like the pressure Mm -hmm. to be intimate or, you know, give yourself to whoever you, you know, just TikTok. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the sexualization of like 16, 13 year old girls on TikTok is just out of this world. So yes, I totally get where you're coming from. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. And I will say I didn't have the best influences um, growing up or in high school. So it was just re- so much pressure. What would you offer? Like what, from your experience, what would you tell a young girl when it comes to sex or when it comes to giving you know, yourself to someone else? So I actually might surprise you and listeners uh, because I was not necessarily raised a Christian. And I mean, even if I had been, you never know. So I was not a virgin. However, my amazing hunk of a 26 year old husband mm-hmm. was so great, which a lot of girls are probably like their ears perked up. They're like, wait, that's actually out there. <laughs> because I know like a lot of, especially Christian young women just think that, you know, there's not a large pool of options, you know? Yeah. Um, but there really is. And I think, um, I, of course, wish that I had waited and been able to give all of myself to him. Um, But that being said, he was and still is so forgiving and just has the grace of the Lord, which is amazing. Um, However, before we met, I knew that I wanted to wait. Um, and I think that's a Christian. Yes. Okay. So Um, I have to stop you because we are like the same person and it's freaky. (laughs) Really? I'm like this. I was the same exact because I had different influences growing up and Uh obviously allowed that to affect my life. And then once I started seeking God myself at 25, Mm -hmm. so you're, you're now 25, 26, but I had Mm -hmm. just started at like 25 to really seek God and 
Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, that's what's so great about God's grace too. Mm-hmm. So for anyone listening, like he has forgiveness for everyone, no matter what you've done or what you, you know, he doesn't want us to feel shame. and Right. You know, There's no repent. shame in that. But yeah, with Chris, um, before leading up to the wedding, yeah, I, I was so convicted of needing to wait. And so I, yeah, I waited too, but it's just, Oh my gosh. That is so, so cool. It's funny to resemble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's important that both people agree on it. Um, because I think that if say I had met Connor and I wasn't on the same page, that would have made our three years of like long distance life. And then, I mean, temptation is there regardless, but it would have made it practically impossible. Um, and so I think you need to be on the same page for sure. Um, Absolutely. It, having those open conversations are really important and not being afraid to have them kind of early on too. So you can know where you both stand. If yeah, that's something absolutely. you're Because what if you were together for a year and you didn't feel that same way, then it's like, oh my gosh, a whole year of dating and not yeah. knowing the other person's desires and wants to wait. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, that's also a good, good advice. Right. Dating, and I think make sure you know, like, and it was, I mean, God is so good. I feel like in the times when temptation was really high for me, he was like the, nope, this isn't what we're doing or vice versa. Like if temptation was really high for him, that's when I was the steady one of like not happening. And so that's really important to have the partnership. That's really good. Well, thank you. Definitely not easy. No, (laughs) No. <laughs> not yeah. at all. But I do have some friends um as of late that have gotten married and they're like, but guys, we're having less sex now than we did before we got married. And I guess that's actually really common, which is unfortunate. So definitely glad we waited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to give it all up and like start to get bored. Right. No, exactly. I, yeah, I actually have a podcast with Bianca Oltloff where we talk about Uh, sex and intimacy and she's just so great she's so funny but it's a really important conversation to have that's why I think it's important to bring it up whenever it's brought up you know absolutely yeah especially because they don't talk about it in church and all that stuff but no young girl we got you so um totally all right Sarah well um how can everyone give you a follow follow along with the podcast and also everything else that you're doing Ah, thank you. So obviously Instagram is a beautiful creation. Follow me at Sarah with an H rose, like the flower summers, like the season with an S all the things. Um, and then my podcast is on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And that is more than a crown. This has been wonderful. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. Admire you and look up to you so much. This is such a treat. Same to you. And I can't wait to see uh, how Texas, you know, everything that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> thank like, you. I can't wait either. <laughs> I know for real. I wish I had a crystal ball. That'd be nice, but <laughs> he's so got funny. it. That's great. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and thanks again. Well, that was just absolutely wonderful talking to Sarah Rose. I hope that you enjoyed the episode as much as I did talking to her, and I hope that you feel uplifted and encouraged to go about your day knowing that God's got you, that He believes in you, that He has a path for you, and that no matter what is going on in your life right now, He's going to turn it around, and I believe that in the name of Jesus. So be blessed today, and have a great one. Bye.